0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: You know, that sound is the unfiltered band. Meets another episode of Unfiltered, episode number 83. Call this one 700. uh, Get a chance to welcome back in uh, friend of the program, Matt Holiday. Uh, Talk about a night. I I thought we had more time for this, maybe, until this was going to happen. And then the other night, not once, but twice, for Albert back in L.A., um, what what's going through your mind as you watch, whether it was live or, or on highlights, and let me know how you saw it. What, what's going through your mind when you saw those at-bats?
0: Well, you know, he had kind of been, uh, you know, not, not in a rut, but it had been a few days uh, since he had hit one. Um, San Diego's always been a tough place for the Cardinals to score. I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's always been uh, a tough place to score. but um, I watched the first at bat against Heaney and and he was throwing 95, 96, which he's an Oklahoma state grad and and a friend of mine and somebody I know. And I thought, man, his stuff has really spiked, you know, from where he was last year with the Yankees. And, and uh, I think he got designated at the end of the year to, to throw in the mid to, to, you know, 96 miles an hour with an 85 mile an hour slider. So I thought, you know, this could be a, this could be a tough, tough matchup for him. I mean, he's, you know, it's a, that's a, that's a tough, even, you know, he's killing lefties, but, uh, that's, that's a challenging, uh, combination of pitches. So, um, I was, I thought it might be a challenge. And then, you know, when he hits the you know 699, absolutely demolished by the way, which I mean, he's hit some homers this year that, I mean, I guess I didn't watch all of his homers with the angels and, and some, you know, some of the stuff with the Dodgers last year, but he's hit some homers this year that looks like, like peak Albert bat speed, like you know, 455, 460 feet. The one last night at Dodger Stadium, a night game, uh, three quarters of the way up the bleacher, or two, whatever night that was, a couple nights ago, three quarters of the way up the bleachers on the on the on the 699, and I was like, man, I mean, he's he's hammering balls. And then uh, on 700, it looked like he he you know it was a backup breaking ball. It looked like he clipped it a little bit and and high. But he, you know, and he stands up on, it. although nowadays, sometimes when he stands up on it, it gets caught at the track. Uh, you know, he has that same where he finishes his swing and he, and he stands up on it like it's gone. Um, uh, so I don't know that you can believe it every time. Uh, but when he stood up on it, I thought, oh my gosh, he, he did it. Like he hit another one uh, and, and has done it tonight. And so uh, just, you know, exciting watching it. I'm, I'm thinking when he runs over to, to what turned out to be Adrian Beltre, I'm wondering who's he, you know, I thought maybe it was his son, AJ, or, or who who is he veering right to go uh, give the, the double high five to? Uh, so I was curious about that. You know, I'm, I'm wondering who that was because I couldn't find it immediately. Uh, but just watching, you know, the excitement and the celebration and uh, just uh, really cool. I mean, I, I guess coming into this season, I, I didn't think there was a great chance. I, at first, I didn't know that he would get enough at bats to get 21 home runs uh, as, as a part-time DH playing against lefties. Um, but I, he just hit his way to more opportunities, more at bats has has had a, an incredible second half. And, uh, to get 21 home runs at age 42, to get to 700, uh, I I, I'm surprised, but not surprised. I mean, I guess knowing and and playing with this, this guy and, and knowing who he is, uh i'm not surprised but at the same time coming into the year i just i didn't know that he would get to get, to get 21 home runs this year and so i'm thrilled he got to 700. Uh, i'm glad it didn't end at 698 or 699 where everybody says yeah you should come back and play next year and and hopefully you know they could do something special as a team and this could be this you know incredible sort of send off to to what is one of the you know if not the greatest right hand hitter one of the greatest right hand hitters ever to play
1: you know, we, we've talked about it and it's interesting cause I know, I think Booney said something, maybe it was lead up to tonight's game that, uh, you know, Judgey that Aaron judge is not, you not pressing. He just actually gone two games without a homer and everybody's, you know, losing their minds. Yeah. Right. Cause everybody wants that. You talked to me and we were, if I can go back to it, we were talking a little bit about this, you know, a few days ago, the compete level of Albert in big spots. I mean, you've had a lot of big hits in your career. You, you, as every athlete in baseball understands more than any other sport, you're going to fail a bunch out of every 10 times in those spots, right? No matter how good you are, what differentiated Albert in those moments? When you think back to playing with him, what tell us kind of what separates him in those kind of opportunities.
0: You know, Casey, I think his expectation that something good was going to happen was just incredibly high. Like I I think he was so mentally strong and tough and what you would teach kids and you would teach athletes about, really i guess the expectation that something positive was going to happen and the confidence that we had he had like when i'm talking, like we talked about last time i talked to you he had this incredible confidence so for me and a lot of guys and 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 uh you know just being an honest a lot of times your confidence rode on how how you felt about your swing at the time so if you weren't seeing the ball great and you had you know you sort of one for your last 10 uh you didn't have a ton of confidence that something great was going to happen against the other teams best pitcher in their closer in a big spot. And he just, he had an incredible ability to just always, in his mind, he was the best player and he was going to have success whether he was 0 for his last 20 or, you know, 12 for his last 20. Uh, In a big spot, he just had this overwhelming confidence uh, that he was going to do it. And if he didn't pitch to him, he'd take his walk. But if he threw him a strike, it was going to end well for him and for the team. And so he just, I, I, it was hard to explain Casey because, as, as a, you know, as you watch him and you watch him from afar and then you get to watch him from, from near, um, he just was able to always have a, a confidence in that situation, uh, that, that you could just see his body language was incredible. Just this, this body language of, I'm better than you and it's about to play out. I'm going to show you that I'm better than you and it was it is and, and was incredible and he still has that carry um, you know especially right now where he's you know he's swinging the bat well he's feeling healthy um, and and he's having an impact he's having an incredible second half.
1: Yeah and good to yeah. get which I, I think he's getting lost in this Matt gonna get Postseason abs, which is so great for the game. Fact that that Wayno and Albert and, and look, you think about Max Verlander. Think about how many Yachty, how many Hall of Famers, Kershaw. Mm-hmm. Right there, there are more this year that are no doubt no brainer Hall of Fame type players that are going to be in the postseason, all on teams that are winning. I mean, I'd love to see Trout and Otani there, obviously, and they're not, uh, and and they're not the only ones. And, and trust me, I I'm lucky. My golden retriever is 14 now. He's been on more shows, Matt, than than I can yeah. count. So you know.
0: I, <laughs> I thought I could trust this one. I thought I could trust this one. This one's mine. Like, you, you can't trust but them all. <laughs> they they look out the window and wait for cars or anything to just Dude, bother mine
1: too. Mine too. Yeah. And you know what's funny too? It's like you could live in a house for a long time and they think the street is theirs. Anyone yeah. in the neighborhood? This is my neighborhood, and no one else is allowed to be there. But I, I mentioned Otani and, and Trout, and the dog is angry like everybody else is. They won't be in the playoffs. Who else yeah. will be? I, I want to go back to you. Talk about. Being afar and then being near, as an as an athlete and a player, you watch other players when you're playing and you admire their craft, right? And then you get to see it up close and you learn more about what they're about. And I'm sure other teammates did with you as well. When you go to St. Louis and you are now next to Albert Pujols and with him in the lineup and there every day, what jumps off the page that you didn't know when you go back to that time period with him?
0: Well, I, I think the the thing for me at the time. And and I know that you know obviously as you get older your your defensive you know your first base he's, he was an incredible defender in the prime of his career he and Yachty had an I mean they picked off more runners and he had the confidence to throw the ball to different bases on bunts and he was a, a really good defender and a very confident defender that you don't see when you play a guy in a snapshot you obviously understand his incredible. Uh, power. And, you know, he gets a hit almost every time and uh, all those things. And, and and you expect the the, the work ethic. Uh, obviously, it's impressive when you get up and close and you get a chance to watch it every day and the behind the scenes and the batting cage and and everything that he does to prepare for a game. But I think for me, I remember thinking, you know, he and Yachty, you know, they would find outs in big situations where the pitcher's struggling and they're back picking a guy at first base and getting a big out to get a guy out of an inning or um, you know, in a, in a bunt situation, he comes in and makes an incredible throw to second base when most first basemen just turn and sort of take the out. Uh, and I think a lot of that came from Jose Aquindo and, and what a defensive coach he was and instilling confidence in Albert and Yachty to become the players that, that they've become. Uh, But I, I think that one thing for me, Casey kind of stood out because I, I you just don't see that if you don't watch him every day. Um, so I think fans know what a tremendous hitter. I mean, I could tell you about, you know, his cage routine and his tea routine and, um, you know, the work that he did watching tape to try to pick up uh, tips from a pitcher and um, all those things that that are, I think, are, are pretty, you know, widely known. Uh, but I, I was impressed with his defense and, and the way he, he his all around game, uh, particularly, you know, for those three years um, that I played with him, I, I, I thought it was it was better than I maybe even ever knew.
1: Over the years, you and I have talked about the game a lot. I know you're a fan of the game, obviously. First and foremost, people know, people understand. That's what players are. I mean, you grew up that way. You still are. How good does it feel as a player? Because I said this the other day, and this is just coming from a fan. Forget about covering it 20 years. 98 was taken from, from some of us in different ways. Some of the moments that, you know, over the years, I remember watching that with my dad, right? I'm sitting there, you know, in my 20s. A lot of the moments have been taken because you don't know who's done what. Mm-hmm. How great has this been for, for Pools and Judge to have these chases, to have it in a time period where there can be and is so much trust because of the two people and the likability and the human beings. Just as a player yourself, how much are you a fan of that, of that story that's being told by these two as humans?
0: You know, it's been this has been one of my favorite years just to follow. And when you talk about Otani. And and I know that you know it's, it's talked about to some degree. And, and if they were winning, I, I just think if he played in in a, in a bigger you know market, maybe an East Coast market, where people were watching his games. But the combination of what Albert's doing to get to seven hundred, uh, obviously the the season that Aaron Judge is having, and then to have a player like Shohei Otani who who could be uh, who's essentially this sort of thirty million dollar hitter and this thirty million dollar pitcher all in one. Uh, and, and he steals bases, and I think people don't know, but he would probably be a Gold Glove right fielder if he, you know, if that was something that, that he even wanted to do. Uh, so, I, when you talk about as a baseball fan watching uh, every night this must see TV, and and in the people, you know, I, I've had the privilege. I don't know otani at all, but I've had the the privilege of of getting to know both Albert and and Aaron on a very close level and consider them friends and. Uh, know how how good of humans they are and uh, I just just it's we're lucky to, to watch I mean as a fan uh, I, I can't wait to get home and watch baseball I tell our players you know in the day and age where they're all uh, on their phones watching TikTok or you know some of them I'm like you know I, I just quiz them on players just because I know they don't know because they don't watch the game and I'm like, watch the game. I know you guys every now and then you scroll across Twitter and you catch the highlights and you just sort of the snapshot of of baseball. But I'm like, you can learn a lot and you can you can get better by actually watching these great players and these great moments and these great situations. And so I, I've really enjoyed watching this game. I, I come home at night and, and, you know, a lot of times people flip it on Netflix. I still love to just flip a game on and I can go and watch seven or eight innings straight of of a baseball game and particularly the, you know, the teams that, that I follow closely because of my friends, but uh, it's been a, it's been a tremendous season.
1: I want to close with this one. And I appreciate this time you doing this with me. I'd be remiss not to ask you because you, you sat there as part of a stretch and I'm not going to get into the, the of course he touched home and everything went the way it should be, et cetera, but you went 21 in 22 days, was it, or whatever it was in that run in, in 07. We're looking at some really interesting stretch runs here in this season where teams are really, you know, trying to find their way. NL East is a battle, right? You've got the Orioles still pushing, the Brewers on the outside. When you go back to teams that failed in September runs you were on and the ones that were successful, what's the biggest difference?
0: Well, I think you 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 have to be playing well. Um as you head in but really to me it comes down to I mean you could have all the sort of momentum you could have but if you have starting pitchers that are giving you zeros early in the game and 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 you have a group of hitters that use the big part of the field against tough pitching to where when you get runners in scoring position you cash them in uh, those are the teams to me that win that that have a lineup that that keeps some pressure on uh, throughout the the lineup. Uh, that, that one through nine, they have tough outs. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, Casey. I wish I t- could tell you that there's this sort of magic difference or magic bullet. Uh, I just don't think there is. I mean, I think, obviously, if you're rolling out DeGrom and Scherzer, yeah. uh, you feel really <laughs> good about that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and so if you have dominant starting pitching and you have a lineup that, that has has tough tough at-bats against good pitching, I think you have a really good chance to win. Like when you look at the Dodgers and you look at the Astros, and you look at some of these teams that are, that are winning a lot of games. Um, they have really deep, deep rosters. And I think sometimes, you know, in, in short series you don't necessarily have to have that deep of a roster, but I think to win the world series, you got to have guys contributing that maybe weren't expected. And, and you can't just solely count on your superstars to have these incredible series because it's not that easy. Uh, so, I, if I had to say, I'd say, you know, starting pitching and then, and and to sort of, but nowadays, I guess, you know, if you get through five, the dominant bullpen, so it's sort of, I don't know, it's sort of changed the right over, mix, right? Yeah. Like over the last five years now, you know, the starting pitching, if it's just get you through five and you have a really good bullpen, you know, you just bang, 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 you bring in, you know, these, these guys throwing gas. So I think there's, you know, I, I don't know, Casey, I, that was a terrible answer to tell you that I no, have no it's yeah, hey, look, no hey, look, really sometimes you it. need
1: luck, right? I mean, yeah, at the end of the, I mean, the day, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, Brent Ricky once said luck is the residue of design. You you make your own in some ways, but yeah. you need some of that too, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: somebody said, Hey, how do you want to start this playoff run? I'd say I'll take DeGrom and Scherzer. <laughs> <first three." laughs> right. like, I mean, especially in these, you know, three games or five game series. Yeah, it's you like, get that right. Let me start with those two and then, you know, we'll go from there, but. I don't know. I guess there's a lot of different ways to to sort of win this thing.
1: Well, look, I, I appreciate you coming back on. It's pretty amazing for I think for any of us to watch, but especially great to get your thoughts on it from the vantage point where you are when you talk about these chases. And uh, I, I'll uh, I'll I'll you know bother you as we get towards the postseason here. Plus plus, hey, Good look, time. the Cardinals. Of course, everybody's talking about the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Braves, which means I'll see the Cardinals in the World Series. I've seen yeah. that story before. Matt, appreciate you, you buddy. Yeah, it's right. Always. But it's always that way. I mean, anytime anybody, nobody expects the Cardinals, you could just start booking. We'll be in St. Louis at Patios come October. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. All
0: right. No problem, Case.
1: All right. Episode 83 of Unfiltered is in the book. Stay on The Revolution at Casey Stern on Twitter and stay with us. Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else where you get your podcasts.